0: Hockey fans, are you ready to brave the wild with me, your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Owygen? Brave the wild is available on the iTunes, Stitcher, and Double Twist. Great to be back on board. Hey, it's been quite a while. It's been about uh, gosh, almost uh, well, about a month and uh, about five weeks or so, something like that. This is the annual kind of catching up episode, catching up with the free agency, the the the, uh, the trades and such, and talking about other notables, I suppose, in the in the NHL free agency trades and such going on. Lots of player movement. Um, ultimately, the Wild making some moves, of course, which you may know about, but it's our chance to finally talk about it here some more. And, of course, again, talking about some close division rivals who, yeah, made a name for themselves over the years with... Uh, Wild fans, the North Star fans, this and that, or one of them used to be the North Stars, you know, making significant moves. It's going to be an interesting season coming up to see where the Wild uh, pair in this division, Uh, how things change with Chicago and Dallas. We'll be talking about that a little bit. Obviously, the Wild make a significant trade, trading away Marco Scandella and Jason Pominville. Yes, Jason Pominville's contract gone. Back to Buffalo. Yes, man, I, I really love doing this episode, and I apologize it's been so long, but of course I've been very busy, and I'm, I know some of you out there are busy as well. Busy with the second job, the lawn service and all that, that's the second job. <laughs> and then, of course, uh, yeah, just, you know, getting busy training people at work. I became a trainer back in May, so yay, it's always fun. Um, and, you know, it's just, you're, you're just sitting there waiting for Matt Cullen to sign, or waiting for some other type of trade, or some other type of deal to happen, and it's like, you want to come on then, but, okay, it's just, we're just sitting here waiting, and I can't wait forever. It's kind of like last year, remember when I came on early August, late July, I believe it was early August, right around the same week, and that show did pretty well, actually. It not like a lot of you, obviously, uh, waiting for your hockey fix, and I appreciate that, those of you, welcome aboard. I <laughs> really appreciate you having you on board. This will probably be a one-segment shot, I'm thinking, But we'll see. Um, Of course, we'll get to some comments on Facebook about the signings of Nino Niederreiter, Mikhail Granlund. Finally, some acquisitions. Finally, got that wrapped up. Um, Good. Uh, (laughs) It's nice to get that wrapped up. Five-year contract for Nino. Three-year contract for Mikhail Granlund. We're waiting on another one with Marcus Foligno. Marcus Foligno, yeah. Like, well, who's that, right? Yeah, he's the yeah, He's one of the guys we acquired from Buffalo. So we'll talk about that right here, first and foremost. Let's just get that started. Tyler Ennis and Marcus Falingo acquired from Marco Scandella. Jason Tommenville in a 2018 fourth rounder heading to the Buffalo Sabres. Yes, another draft pick going but at least the Wild got one from uh, Vegas coming in next season, a uh, second rounder, so thankfully that was, of course, in the Eric Holla deal. Uh, actually, Holla, we allowed Holla to sign with the Vegas Knights. We talked about this in the last episode, and of course, dealt away Alex Tuck, so yes, they, basically they all, we allowed the Knights to take Eric Halla. That's basically what took place, so we didn't have to give up Marco Scandella that way, or Matthew Dumba, uh, Pat Micheletti still believes that Matt Dumbo will not be on the roster next season. Uh, excuse me, after next season. I have basically a year from now. that Matt Dumbo will be traded at some point. Still believes that might even be traded this, uh, the remainder of the summer here. What is it, like August 6th right now. So, possibilities still exist. Tyler Ennis, a name out there. He's He's been around for quite a while. Buffalo Stabers, still relatively young. A very, uh, well-known friend of Jared Spurgeon, another short guy. They're both short. Tyler Ennis, five foot nine, one hundred and seventy-five pounds, Edmonton, Alberta. Just like Jared Spurgeon, slightly older though, unfortunately, but not that old. Uh, still under under thirty at least. Born in nineteen eighty-nine, October sixth. Usually right around NHL uh, season openers, right there, October sixth. Kind of cool. Uh, again a smaller guy kind of a second line type of player with the Buffalo Sabres for a while and then he kind of got the concussion bug kind of like Pierre-Marc Bouchard he was a shorter guy who had, who was an iron man for a while and then again lots of games missed for Tyler Ennis not only the concussion but other injuries that popped up along the way he did have an 82 game run back in 10 11 uh, 82 games there 6 uh, excuse me 49 points at that stage. Very cool for him. And then you saw Injury Bug, which you saw, it's like, you put the production together with the games played, and it's like, damn, he was extremely efficient in the time he actually got to play. It's just, would you just freaking stay healthy, Tyler? That'd be great. 47 games in 12-13, 31 points in that time. 48 games the year before that. Only 48, right? 34 points, though, along the way. 15 goals. And then a couple years later, 13-14, copyright Dan Cole, and 14-15, he only missed a total of at this stage it would have been six games in those two years. That's not bad. Forty three points only though. So it's like he finally stayed healthy. But it's a, it, was it the because the damage was done or what's the deal? But then a major concussion is you're taking place fifteen sixteen along the way. Forty six points though, by the way, in the seventy-eight point season with Buffalo in fourteen fifteen. But again the next year the concussion Took place, did get 11 points in only 23 games, and then last year managed to play in 51 games at only 13 points. So, massive, massive drop off for Tyler Ennis. The hope with Mr. Bruce Boudreaux is that Tyler Ennis will be able to get things together again, kind of regain his skills that he does possess. Definitely a second line, kind of a, a second line skill type of player. Certainly not somebody you put on the third line because of physicality and such. That's not his forte. And he's not a top-line guy, so again, he fits perfectly on the second line. That's what Tyler Ennis is, if he can stay frickin' healthy, or maybe you shove him on the fourth line, but I don't think that's going to happen. Marcus Falingo, he's more of a bottom-six guy, physical player. His brother, obviously, much more uh, accomplished with the Columbus Blue Jackets. The minute I heard the name Falingo, I'm like, oh my god. And then, oh shoot, that's right, of course. (laughs) That would be a perfect world, wouldn't it? Marcus Falingo's not a bad player, though. And it's just the whole drive thing with him. He's a big physical guy, six foot three two twenty six definitely fits the bill of a again a, a bottom six guy, a physical player, but a skilled bottom six guy. He is actually from Buffalo, New York, so he's playing for his home club, so unfortunately for him, he's leaving his home, but you know he doesn't sound too pissed off about it. He's potentially going to arbitration at this stage though, or he is going to arbitration. will he win it, Will he not? what's going to happen here. Uh, a lot of people believe that he will wind up in the $2 million a year range, maybe a three-year contract, something like that. Um, he stays healthy for the most part and then some years he misses games. I I, I don't know. Uh, or, or was he scratched because of lack of effort? There was kind of a back and forth thing and again, Mr. Bruce Boudreau hoping to get the correct drive out of Marcus Falingo. A lot of them, again, Mr. Chuck Fletcher, of course, the general manager of the Wild and Bruce Boudreaux, very intrigued by Marcus Falingo. Of course, both of them love Tyler Ennis' his skills. It's just that, again, can he can he regain it? Because the Wild were able to get that out of, again, Bruce Boudreaux, that is, able to get that back out of Eric Stahl, who stunk his last year in Carolina and was pretty, had a pretty rough go after the trade with the New York Rangers. Just not so good there. So, again, hoping to regain, uh, t- you know, Tyler Ennis and Marcus Falingo, hoping to regain some type of that skill. Uh, Falingo mostly trying to show the potential that he does have. He was a fourth-round pick, 104th overall in the 2009 NHL entry draft. Uh, Again, a big physical guy with the capability of scoring some goals. So hopefully he could be a very valuable third-line player for the Wild. Mm. Unfortunately, the best he's ever done is 23 points, uh, 13 goals last year. That's a season-high in 80 games. So again, he played in all that, and he's physical. But can he do more? A lot of people believe the possibility does exist that Falingo can do more, but will he? Does he have the drive? Does he have the passion? Does he have the love of the game? Or is he just kind of there to make money and it's just kind of part of the show? I don't know. Um, I hope so. And Bruce Boudreau, I believe, can get it out of him. Then it becomes, is he really as skilled as, as advertised, or is he just not that great? Hopefully, we pray to God that this trade does work out in a positive way. The Wild making a move, trying to bring in some skilled players. But again, it is kind of a risky move. Chuck Fletcher's bit the bite, has really bit the ice a few times in some of these trades, and that's uh, quite unfortunate. Let's talk about some trades in the division and in the conference. Might as well talk about the Calgary Flames, too. That's my second favorite team in the NHL. Luckily, they're not in our division anymore, so I don't have to hate on them too much now. And, uh, of course, I couldn't stand Jerome McGinley because he just tortured this club, and it drove me absolutely bleeping nuts. But now they're going to get their backup goalie, a guy I would have liked as a backup goalie if the Wild needed to acquire one. Other than Alex Daylock, I would have liked to have Eddie Lack on the Wild. Now, he was inconsistent with Carolina. He was solid with Vancouver at one point. But when the Wild played against Eddie Lack, he looked awfully good. And he did have a strong second half of the season, but kind of like Brian Dozier with the Twins every bleeping season. Or was it a strong start to the year and a big drop-off a couple years ago? And now the last two years, when the Crusher's off and the team is out of the playoff picture... Twins aren't officially out right at this point, but they're, they're heading that direction. <laughs> but yeah, then Brian Dozer starts cracking home runs. Finally, after stinking hardcore at the, the beginning of the season, Eddie Lack did the same thing for the Carolina Hurricanes last season in the net. Of course, totally different sport. Yeah. <laughs> but Eddie Lack is a more than capable goalie, and uh, congratulations to the Calgary Flames acquiring Mr. Eddie Lack. I can't say young Eddie Lack. He's a veteran. Um, Kinnan Kanzig on his way to Carolina and a sixth-round pick in 2019 on their way over there. Mark Mathot, a solid defenseman. The Las Vegas Knights had just had just gotten from the Ottawa Senators. Now, now Dylan Ferguson from the Stars and a, two, and a 2020 second-round pick. That's perfect vision right there. Okay, sorry. Headed to the Vegas Knights, the Las, Las Vegas Knights. Mark Mathot heading to the Stars, solid defenseman. And that's just the beginning of things. Should I continue with the Stars or jump into the Blackhawks? It gets uh, kind of wild and crazy with the Blackhawks. <laughs> I'll talk about the Stars first, because the Blackhawks are kind of the feature presentation when you want to talk about wild. Uh, you don't want to call them a rival. Okay, they're a division rival, and they're a bully, and we hate them, but yeah, well, postseason rival, not really. I wish we could call them a rival, but you got to beat them in a series really yeah, it just sucks. And I'm not trying to be a jerk about it. I want to win, damn it. Do you think I want the Wild to lose to the Dallas Stars? I want the Wild to destroy the Dallas Stars. Okay, or er, Dallas Stars. Blackhawks and the Stars, yes. Yeah, both. <laughs> Slip of the tongue there. Ben Bishop heading to the Dallas Stars. And free agency, a nice solid acquisition there. Under $5 million a year for Ben Bishop. And the Stars also sign Martin Hansel. <laughs> Yeah, Martin Hansel, 4.7 million a year, three-year contract. Ugh, Martin Hansel. Well, you can have him, Dallas. Ugh, watch him do better now. There. Whatever. Whatever. That would figure, wouldn't it? Eh, it won't happen, will it? I don't know. But Ben Bishop's going to the Stars. Now they have a legitimate goalie. So, ugh, I don't know. That sucks. That sucks. Uh, we'll see how things turn out there. Derek Stepan, that was a guy that some people talked about the Wild having at some point Antti Ranta, a backup goalie for the New York Rangers. He is on his way to start with the Arizona Coyotes. At least I would think he would start with the Coyotes, as strong as he was with the Rangers. Not a bad trade for the Arizona Coyotes, though they did have to give up a 2017 first round pick, and I can't imagine that was a very low pick. Hmm. But, yeah, there there it is. That's actually a nice trade for the Coyotes. You know, I wasn't even going to really mention them that much, but, well, of course, you lead it into the Chicago Blackhawks, and that was a pretty nice trade for Arizona, at least kind of, sort of, i got to think. Nicholas Jarmolston. Nicholas Jalmerson, excuse me. You know, remember that guy, the ultra-solid defenseman with the Blackhawks? Gone. Gone to Arizona. <laughs> Well, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Zalmerson. Gone. Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Um. Oh, and remember Anthony and Temi Panarin? Tyler Moat. Remember those guys? Especially, especially Panarin. Really solid player. Really good with the Blackhawks. Kind of helped beat the Wild last year as things started to kind of crumble early in the in, in, in 2017. Headed into January, you know, things started to change a little bit into February and such. Well, <laughs> Evil Otto going back to Chicago, folks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my. It's just, mm, it's one of those things, Jonathan Taves and our good friend by the name of <laughs> Favorite Guy. Guy who just drives me nuts. Patrick Kane, another freaking wild killer. Now, of course, Jonathan Taves killed the wild, too, with that frickin' hat trick. Yeah, well, they went to from the front office and said, bring Brandon Saad back. That's basically what they did. And uh, the Blackhawks also acquire Anton Forsberg in that deal. Uh, Lauren Dauphin and Connor Murphy going to Chicago in the Jalmerson trade. The Jalmerson trade. Uh the Brandon Saad, but Brandon Saad, Evil Otto. now it's going to be fun again. I can talk about Evil Otto some more, because when he was over in Columbus, you couldn't talk about Evil Otto so much remember Evil Auto, the evil grin, and of course the evil smiley face in the classic arcade uh, game for uh, Atari Berserk, the smile face, yep, that's that's Brandon Sod, that smirky face guy, going back to Chicago, valuable player, you know, second line, tough guy, but that can definitely score, lots of skill, going back to Chicago is Brandon Sod. hmm, well, we'll see how this turns out, but, uh, lots of Chicago Blackhawk players like the Patrick Sharps and such were on on their way out the past couple years but now they bring back Brandon Sod. going to be interesting there alright, Ryan Reeves is leaving the St. Louis Blues over to the Dallas, uh, excuse me, the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins, I think I already talked about that Uh, Jordan Schrader already talked about that the Wild get Dante Salaturo woo, Dante Salaturo isn't that exciting? Well, we'll see at least the Wild filling up the coverage a tiny bit there in the prospect world um, very recently, on I'm trying to remember which show it was on, it was on yes, it, it was on the uh, the Pondcast, the Pondcast, which I really love, of course. Uh, <laughs> Cheddar B and Pat Micheletti had uh, Bruce Boudreau on, and he basically expressed his frustration with uh, Tyler Grayevac, not in a major way, but it's like they kind of came into camp with an attitude of, well, I'm just going to go to get sent down anyway. And then when they did get sent down, they got pissed off. And he's like, well, if you really wanted to be here, then frickin' frickin' earn it, you know, earn it, try. You know, like, try harder. So why are you mad at me when you came into camp literally, like, with the wrong attitude? you got to come in to win the job, not come in to just say, what the hell, I'm going to Iowa anyway. And, yep, so (laughs) don't be... uh, that's why none of us are all that surprised that uh, Jordan Schrader and Tyler Gray walked gone because uh, Brudrow, not too impressed with them. Um, I always liked Jordan Schrader. Always liked the guy, but I guess he kind of came in with the... I don't know what it was. Just like an agnostic attitude of, I'm not going to even make it anyway, so whatever. And that's unfortunate because I do believe Jordan Schrader should be on the fourth line for the Minnesota Wild. I thought he's very valuable, that speed and all that. He could even move up, and he had some moments that he did. But ultimately all for naught as things, uh, change, Jordan Schrader too, Columbus Blue Jackets, we all, uh, wish him the best without a doubt in that one, um, unfortunate, so let's talk about the, well, the Wild keep their free agents, they keep them around, that's a good thing, gonna refer to the Facebook page because of course I got the links all joined up, well let's talk about some other things too very quickly before I jump into that, um, Victor Bailey has become an unrestricted free agent. Remember, he had that major injury. He was out for quite a while last year. That was unfortunate. Mike Riley signed a two-year contract. Most likely will be on the Minnesota Wild coming in September into training camp and beyond, of course, into the regular season. So good for him, Mike Riley. And, of course, Gustav, the Goose Olsen. Gustav Olsen will more than likely become a defenseman with the Wild as well. More than likely. Um... Once again, our good friend Nate Brosser is going to St. Louis. Once again, he's joining, but, the, but this time Mike Yeo is the coach, so the odds of him staying there are much stronger. Uh, the Wild acquire Kyle Rao, the former gopher. That's nice. Had a nice shot coming into camp to make it the fourth line. We'll see what happens. Darcy Kemper heads off to the team that he always played well against. Doesn't it always turn out this way? They always go to the team they played well against. They always That team gets impressed at them. And things go the way they do. Darcy Kemper will be a backup goalie with the Los Angeles Kings. Of course, Ben Bishop is gone, but Jonathan Quick's still there. Kemp and <laughs> Quick and Kemper. Well, there you go. <laughs> it's going to be very interesting how things turn out there. Gustav Olsson and Mike Riley again. Two-year contract extensions there for those two guys. They're they're making a they're making about a million a year. So good luck to them. They're going to make some more money now. That's good. <laughs> Finally get to get that little first break. Get things going, like a real professional type of contract. Kyle Quincy, solid defenseman, veteran guy. Over the course of time, he'll be coming into camp competing. Former Detroit Red Wing. We'll see what happens. There's a pretty good chance he'll take Nate Prosser's role. Kind of a, you know, seventh defenseman type of guy. More than likely. But we'll all find out there. Mike Weber is a free agent. He's out of the picture at the moment. A lot of people kind of wanted him to be called up. He's probably frustrated and on his way somewhere else. More than likely at this stage. Christian Folien. Christian Foline, that's the other major one right here, that's the other spot, and that's why a lot of us do believe Riley and the Goose will be on the roster, unless of course Kyle Quincy ends up beating one of them out, and then they have to wind up being one of the seventh guys, Christian Foline also, off to the Los Angeles Kings, so good luck to him, Christian Foline started out last year so well, and that gosh dang blankety blank knee injury, kinda screwed up his uh screwed up his season last year and that was a heartbreaker. It it really was. You know, I, I gotta say that. Lennon Ferraro acquired to your contract. That's interesting. We'll see where things go with that. He'll definitely come into camp competing for that fourth line. He was a second round pick with the Red Wings in the past. He's you know, he's <laughs> had some moments on occasion. Uh, he, he's been in the NHL before, that's for sure. But nothing spectacular. He had 10 points with the Boston Bruins a couple years ago, and then last year, only 10 games with the Detroit Red Wings, and no points, ultimately, in the case. They are 10 points in 58 games with Boston. Not sure Mr. Lennon Ferraro will be on the wild roster, but you never know. Sometimes guys emerge. Uh, he's, you know, he's, he's, uh, you know, He's got some time, I suppose. He's not that young. He's not that old. Just have to let that thing develop as it does. Zach Palmquist has been kept. Zach Mitchell has been kept. He was a nice, steady veteran there with the Iowa Wild. Steve McCulloch, Steve McCulloch, Wild sixth-round draft pick in 2011, uh, emerged a bit last year with Iowa behind Alex Daylock and just kind of of kept getting better and better. He's definitely a possibility at some point. We'll see. Um, We'll see. He's he's still got a ways to go with that. ultimately, it's Nicholas Vedberg. Nicholas Vedberg is the one that could be very interesting, and just like Nicholas Backstrom. And it's not because he has the same name, it's not because he's from the same, you know, same first name. It's not because he's from uh, Sweden and all that. Um, Of course, Mr. Backstrom was from Finland, but this is an interesting one. Um, A very interesting possibility here when it comes to a guy that could compete with Alex Stalock, because even though he had limited action, in the NHL, everything was extremely good. Um, okay, he played only one game in thirteen fourteen, and he was excellent in that one. But last year, well, he's, he played in 18 games. He started 14 of them. Uh, 2.1, 2.33 goals against average for a Boston team that wasn't that good. Two shutouts. You never know. He's a guy that could emerge as a possibility here. Um, and he's at that age. You know, He's about a year older than not even a year older, a few months older than Darcy Camper, where they start to come around, because goalies take time. He was an undrafted free agent, like Nicholas Backstrom, like Dwayne Rollison, guys like that. Guys that kind of sat under the radar, and then they emerge. We'll see what happens with Nicholas Svedberg. That must be the guy, I guess, that the Wild were going to bring in, because they, didn't have, uh, they don't have the free agent space to bring in a a, a name. Unless, hopefully, you can get Chad Johnson down to some really, really low number, but I think it's between Nicholas Svedberg Nicholas Svedberg and Alex Stalock to be the backup goalie behind Devin Dubnik and I think Nicholas Svedberg could be the guy. I would not be surprised, even though Stalock also could be the guy. Maybe you start off with Stalock, and then you watch Svedberg and McCulloch down in Iowa that ain't a bad duo. I mean, that, that ain't bad. So, and either way if Stalock is an outstanding uh, AHL goalie but you've got to have a nice backup to Devin Dubnik or we're absolutely screwed. So, I mean, because that's what happened last year. Dubnik was in there way too long. The whole talk last year coming into the season is, can Tarsi Kemper be a solid backup and spell Devin Dubnyk uh, enough games so Dubnik doesn't wear out and burn out? What happened with Nicholas Backstrom every single freaking season? What happened? And then eventually he started to get so injured and so battered and so broken down, he couldn't play anymore. At all. He was absolutely horrendous. He couldn't even be a backup goalie to Darcy Kemper when Wilde didn't even make a move after a goalie that summer a couple years back, and then the Wilde had to make the trade with Devin Dubnik and got, well, really damn lucky, and that's exactly what happened. But then you sent him to a massive contract, which, well, I I guess it doesn't kill the team. It's not like uh, the other two guys just had on July 4th, 2012, or anything. We don't need to name names. We kind of have an idea who those guys are. But, um, yeah, I mean... (laughs) The, we we just kind of left ourselves hanging at the goaltender position for so long, so now hopefully the Wild, with Alex Daylock or Nicholas Svedberg, can have that nice, solid backup goalie. Maybe one day Svedberg is a starter. You never know. He he seems like that kind of guy, but of course, it's not like I'm an expert on Nicholas Svedberg here, but he's been very solid in the, the time he has been in the National Hockey League and all of his AHL are actually, his foreign numbers, very strong ultimately as well, so We'll see. We'll just let him. We'll just let things develop. But he has not been afraid. He has not been beaten too badly at the NHL level so far. So good luck, Nicholas Smedberg. That's definitely a guy that could be your uh, your <laughs> your 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 training camp hero, so to speak. That can come in and do something. I mean, Dwayne rollison came in and he pushed Jamie McLennan out of the way, and he ended up being one of the most viable goalies in Wild history. Helped the Wild go on that playoff run with Manny Fernandez. So. It was something indeed. And years later, Nicholas Backstrom came in and beat out Josh Harding. And it surprised a lot of us. And there you go. I mean, it was quite the shocker. Manny Fernandez was the starter; He just signed a big contract, and then Nicholas Backstrom was way better than Manny Fernandez after, well, a few months of Manny being the main guy, and Backstrom was just adequate. But then over the course of time, not too long, Backstrom just flat out took over, and it was pretty amazing. So, we'll see what happens. (laughs) I don't anticipate Swedberg starting for the Wild in the next year or two, but... If he could be a nice solid backup though there you go, and if he's so good, the wild have to trade him, then so be it like he deserves to be a starter somewhere, and you could get something very viable in return, but uh regardless, Nicholas Bedberg, undrafted free agent out of Sweden we'll see we'll see, and the wild of course'll be keeping the Swedish uh, <laughs> Jonas Brodeen nice to have him on board long term. I'm happy about it without a doubt, so that's pretty much the off season for the wild at the moment, I would have to say uh now the question becomes that whole fourth line situation Um, also the talk is that Charlie Coyle will be the third line center at the moment Uh, Eric Stahl remains the top line center Miko Cueva remains the second line center third line center will be Charlie Coyle because obviously Eric Hall is gone so Charlie Coyle is the center and Bruce Boudreau believes very strongly in Charlie Coyle at center though Coyle prefers wing but long term future for Charlie Coyle and better chance of reaching his career potential, is at the center position. He could be the next Koivu for this club, which some of you may like to hear, some of you may not like to hear, one way or the other. <laughs> Maybe you're offended that how dare you compare him to Koivu. Koivu's way better. Or don't you think Koil could be better than that guy? You know, because Koivu is a very... <laughs> yeah, there is a very divided fan base on, on uh, Miko Koivu. I've been pleased with Koivu the past couple of years, but I've been disappointed in Koivu in other years and, and, in, and in the playoffs for forever, pretty much. Um, he had a good playoffs against the Dallas Stars. He was adequate against the Blues. Adequate against the Blues. But you could kind of complain about just about anybody, uh, except for Parisian soccer, for the most part, against the St. Louis Blues. It was really, really frustrating. Even Dubnik, well, he started out great, and then things he just started missing goals that probably should have been saved and that's what happens when you don't have a backup goalie and the guy's burnt out and mentally he's kind of fried because he's had a cajillion pucks coming at him all season forever and he never got any rest and then when he did get rest maybe it was maybe it was the wrong time wrong place this and that he needs to get consistent rest and maybe even get challenged a little bit like hey maybe you're not the super starter you think you are maybe maybe you should just be a platoon Devin Dubnik what wah 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 because Mr. Svedberg <laughs> is this good. Or even Stalock? Okay, yeah, go ahead and laugh at me when I say that. But who knows? That's the hope. That's the hope. <laughs> so the fourth line situation, is Matt Cullen going to be the center of the fourth line? Is Yule, Yule tied, Eriksson is Yule Eriksson going to be the center for the fourth line? Hmm. A lot of people love Yule Eriksson I like him an awful lot as well. It was frustrating, and every time he saw some momentum out of him, he'd slow down, things would kind of catch up to him, the NHL would kind of catch up to him, and I i don't know. But um, he's got an offseason under his belt now, some more time in the weight room, some more time on the ice, practicing on his skills. Yule Eriksson top draft pick in 2015, could be uh, a very valuable guy. Again, uh, Kunin is going for it hardcore. The, the top pick in 2016. Hardcore, of course played for the Badgers last year. Had a hat trick at the, at the AHL level very early. You, maybe you might even see Dmitry Sokolov who finally got to be with the Iowa Wild at the end of the year. The Wild were able to get him for about a week there. <laughs> the Iowa Wild, that is. And he scored. He scored a goal in one of the two games he, he played for the uh, AHL's Iowa Wild. And I really like Dmitry Sokolov. I, I really do. And, and, and we're going to talk about his counterpart, the other Russian guy, Topper Zav, in a little bit. Man, you know, I really want to see him in a wild uniform, and I want him signed for many years at this club. But then again, let's see what he can do at the NHL level. First, before we get too excited about sending him to a $100 million contract. <laughs> yeah, let's not think about that anymore. Uh, let's, let's stop with these uh, 13-year contracts. I just can't even believe they exist but they don't anymore. It's just we happen to be the trendsetter for that kind of contract not existing anymore. It just sucks when you're one of the guinea pigs in that situation, but I guess we kind of ended up being that. Uh, I'm in a weird mood. Can can you tell? I don't always necessarily talk like this, but sometimes I do. I don't know. I'm in a weird mood because I'm hopeful with the Wild, but I'm very much not convinced right now. And, uh, you know... I just wish I wish there was more positivity coming in. I think this team can be good though. I absolutely. And I think you know, anything could happen. Maybe Dumba emerges and becomes that superstar you're hoping he you could be. Maybe Brodeen becomes a thirty-five point guy. Uh, Spurgeon, just stay healthy and be that stud defenseman I and mean, you're the my he's pretty much my favorite player on the whole team. Granlund, Granlin, Granlin, Granlund. He's now got three years and he's now got a new three year contract. mil per, about 5.75, whereas Mr. Nino Niederreiter's got a five-year contract with 5.25 million per year. Both of those guys, hey, just continue to get better. You had wonderful seasons last year. Please, Grandland, continue to improve. And again, it's a three-year contract, so it gives them more motivation to get that even bigger contract next time around. Where Nino Niederreiter is set for uh, probably, well, both of them are generally set for life as long as they're smart with money. Uh, Niederreiter's got a nice, very long contract where Grandland's got two years less, a little more to fight for. So you hope that Granlin can become this star that a lot of people in this town like an awful lot. Pat, Pat Micheletti believes he could be a 100-point guy in the Eastern Conference. That's a huge statement. And Pat, Pat Micheletti, you know, he's obviously on the mural and all that with the Gophers. Sometimes he'll make big statements. Sometimes he's, he's leery on it. But uh, that's a pretty nice endorsement, I'd have to say. And I, I, I hope Granlin can be that. Of course, the Western Conference is much more physical than the Eastern Conference. Kind of like the NBA, but uh, it is what it is. Um, hopefully, Granlin can become an eighty-point guy. That's the next step for me. And you know, and Charlie Coyle, the guy who's kind of we're almost kind of forgetting here because a lot of us almost thought he might get traded this offseason. Charlie Coyle, please, is this finally going to be the year, or maybe that is like Coivu because Coivu never became—he never had that seventy-point season, did he? You know, you always thought he was going to be this wonderful, like All-Star type of guy, and he never really was. He just was good. Here and there. Uh, fourth line again. I, I, I keep bouncing around with it. Is Kyle Rowell going to be on that fourth line? I don't know. Is Matt Cullen going to sign and be the center for that team? I, I do think Yule Eriksson will be on the NHL roster, but it's, you know, and, Matt and uh, Luke Cunning as well. And then it gets really interesting from there. Greenway unlikely will be in the NHL this year. Hopefully he'll get to the AHL late next season. Maybe he'll, it would be quite awesome indeed to see uh, Jordan Greenway at the AHL level and see what he can do there because he's been a viable college guy so far mm. obviously you still got Chris Stewart Woohoo! that's very exciting so he's like the shoe-in and then after that more than likely Ewell Eric Sinek but will he be a winger will he be a center uh, Luke Cunning or is it going to be again Matt Cullen um, is Matt Cullen going to retire is he going to go back to Pittsburgh is he going to come here is he going to go help the Nashville Predators? Because he played for the Predators also. I Remember that the runner-up and all that, uh, Mike Fisher of the Nashville Predators is retired. Maybe uh, Matt Cullen can go fill that spot. I don't know. But it would be very cool to have Matt Cullen on the Minnesota Wild one more time. One more shot with Matt Cullen. Win one more Stanley Cup. Maybe he could three-peat. Who's the last NHLer to three-peat? It'd have to be one of the Montreal Canadiens, wouldn't it? For the most part. So... Yeah, for the most part, it's been a long, 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 long time. Back when the Montreal Canadiens were winning Stanley Cups, about as much of about as much as it rains here in the summertime, for crying out loud. <laughs> <laughs> okay, enough. Let's go to the Facebook page. Enough of my goofiness. Let's go to Twitter first, actually. At Brave the Wild. At Brave the Wild. I want to give a shout out to Hockey Podcasts. At NHL Podcast. At NHL Podcast. Thank you very much for retweeting the links to the show that I post out there every time I release a new show. It's awesome. Uh, there was a conversation brought up by Graham Anderson, who's the greatest Minnesota Wild player of all time. I lean towards Marion Gabrick. Most people are strongly leaning towards Miko Koivu. For the consistency and all that, I understand. But to me, Gabrick was that elite scorer that this team only had in its early days. And he was the first draft pick ever for the Wild, and he was the first and only sniper this team has ever truly had. So, to me, that's a position that this team has been chasing ever since. They wanted more consistency out of Gabrick. That was the one thing. Uh, and it seems like consistency doesn't exist at this team, except maybe Jared Spurgeon, if he could stay healthy. That's all. Just to continue to stay healthy. Um, you get, you're get you getting lots of arguments about Quaivu Cuevo, that Quaivu's number nine will be retired, Gabrick's will not. I got it, but it sums it up because Gabrick left, yes. I understand the frustration and the lack of loyalty and all that. Gabrick was just kind of what he was, you know. Um, mm, that doesn't mean that Gabrik is an inferior player to Miko Koivu, though at this stage he is because he's completely done. Too many injuries and all that. That's the other side that hurts uh, Gabrik's case. Ah, It's tough. It's tough. I, I missed Gabrick a lot more than I'd than I probably miss Koivu. I miss what Gabrick brought when he was a member of the Wild. But, okay, we'll just leave that as is. I'm going to leave it open, which is kind of lame. I'm going to stick with Gabrick, okay? At this stage. At this stage. I'll probably give it to Koivu later, but or somebody completely different. At Brave the Wild is is the uh, the address there on Twitter. Please give that a follow if you could. Face the is Facebook.com forward slash... Brave the Wild. Facebook.com forward slash Brave the Wild. But I will give a quick shout out to another page that I'm an admin for. And I highly, highly, highly endorse. Facebook.com forward slash MNW Players. Facebook.com forward slash MNW Players. It's also a website. You'll find the link to the website on the Facebook page. Or just look up MNW Players. You could Google it, whatever. Just an awesome website. Oh, I love these guys. (laughs) I really do. Oh, man. Pavel Bunyat and Merrick Skybaugh, they run that website, they created it, and I want to say just huge shout-out to you guys. Haven't heard from you in a while, and I, it's partially my fault. I haven't contacted them either, but we see each other on Facebook a lot. Um, kind of the posts and everything, maybe some occasionally con- uh, comment on each other's posts. MNW players, they cover everything from the undrafted players... In the in the OHL or whatever it is. Or you know what I mean, with with the Minnesota Wild. Uh the AHL level, ECHL level, foreign players that are uh, that are obviously for that are obviously draft picks for the wild. They keep up with everything all the way up to Miku Koibu, to Eric Stahl, to Charlie Coyle. It is so awesome. You wanna talk about prospects? You wanna talk about Current players, you want to talk about former players, m Players is a wonderful, wonderful page and website, and they do game threads as well. They keep up with everything, and it's just awesome, and I want to say thank you very much for that. So, huge shout out to them. Now, of course, let's get to the Brave the Wild Facebook page. It's facebook.com forward slash brave the wild. Now, all of this information will be in the show description, including facebook.com forward slash MNW players. You notice that people have been joining the heck out of that page. And that's cool. And I want to welcome some of the newcomers that might be listeners to this show to the Brave the Wild page, as there have been newcomers. And I appreciate those that did comment. The Tyler Ennis trade, the Tyler Ennis for <laughs> Margot Scandilla and Mr. <laughs> Jason Pommenville. Benny Allen out of Australia, and yes, he's correct on this. This is just It just sums it up right here. Minnesota Sabres at it again because the Minnesota Wild have constantly traded with the Buffalo Sabres, just like the Timberwolves used to trade with the Boston Celtics. Unbelievable. Uh, Benny Allen continues, uh, as I was saying, unbelievable, isn't it? He says, at least we got rid of Palmer's bad contract to sign some of restricted free agents, and yes, and it did help the Wild finally sign Nino Niederreiter and Mikhail Granlin. Niederreiter first, Granlin second, and now we'll go from there. See if the Wild do bring in a veteran to help on that fourth line. Bottom sticks, whatever, whatever, maybe even third line, depending on how things go, penalty kill and all that. Or is it all just on the young guys to come in? Young guys and kind of the veterans that you'd call fringe AHL guys. We'll see what happens. Tyler Ennis and Marcus Falingo will be helping out with the second and third lines, more than likely. Hopefully Falingo doesn't have to spend too much time on the fourth line. Uh, talk was that the Wild were looking to solidify their bottom six, and yeah, well, and there it is, in a competition for the backup goalie. I posted the article from uh, NHL.com, actually, ultimately from that one, and uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see Nicholas Svedberg duke it out with Alex Staloc. Uh I posted that Mike, Ly- Mike Riley and Gustav Olsen will most likely be on the Wild roster. The Wild blue line next year, is both of them are now on two-year one-way deals, so regardless, they will be getting over a million dollars a year to play with the Wild one way or another, Iowa or Minnesota, so odds are they'll be staying with Minnesota, but I suppose at least it's not a massive contract. Like, you wouldn't want Parisi on the AHL making, yeah, (laughs) let's not even think about that. Travis Finch, Travis Finch, nice to meet you. Uh, Hopefully that, hopefully he's a listener, not only posting on the page, he says, we kept Riley and traded Scandella. Can we just flush this turd, please, or call Mike Weber out of Iowa? Yeah, now Mike Weber left. <laughs> he said, yep, I was saying it's all about saddle- celery dumps. Sadly, it's what happens when we have so many bad contracts. Travis Finch says it's what happens when we have a jackass GM. Now, I do not endorse everything Chuck Fletcher has done, but I don't hate everything Chuck Fletcher has done either. I was saying how he's still better than Doug Riesbrough. You know, the drafting side, he's definitely been better. As for trades, I think they're equally not so good. Um, Chuck Fletcher has not made a lot of good trades. He is, boy, especially the mid-season ones. Oh, I'm waiting on it, man. I mean, now, Pominville was good the first year after we made that trade, but it was an expensive trade. That's what I didn't like was how expensive it was. Now, he was the best scorer on the team at the time. He had like 30, 30 to 35 goal seasons. Now, that's wonderful. I appreciate what Jason Pominville brought, and of course, the year... His first year on his new contract, because he was a free agent, he was like a rent-a-player at the time when the Wild acquired him from Buffalo. Helped the Wild make the playoffs. Of course, we got slaughtered by by uh, Chicago. And of course, the frickin' <sighs> Mr. Brown there in uh, Los Angeles gave uh, Pominville a concussion with an elbow to the face. Thank you very much. Elbow to the forehead. So that kind of screwed that up. Of course, Pomerbil again did still get the big contract, and he had a really strong season in his first year, and kind of ever since, it's been a steady decline, much to our chagrin. So we'll move from there. Huge frustration. As of early July, the Russian team official on Ohio Coppers out, he will stay in Russia for the next three years. Ouch! And this is, of course, via Michael Russo of the Star Tribune. Benny Allen was saying, need some Olympic players. Is it the same as college players? That if they don't sign in time, they become a free agent, or do the Wild still hold the rights? Well, ultimately, the Wild do re- will retain his rights even after the three year contract, so that's really nice. It's good that we have him. Uh, Benny Allen is saying, ARG, good. I really want him to pull up to put on a wild sweater. Pull on a wild sweater. Yes, I agree too. I agree as well. Luckily, the Wild do return, retain. God, I'm too excited. They do retain Mr. Kirill Koprizov's rights, but unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately, it's tough to get Russians to come here. You know, all these freaking laws, and I, I don't know, it sucks. And I have nothing against Russia. It's just, but at the same time, it sucks to hear that uh, it can be very difficult sometimes to get Russian players to the NHL because they're so damn good. You know, why can't they come here? <laughs> Dmitri Sokolov is already in North America, though, so that's good. At least he's here. Yet he dripped to the seventh down because people kind of didn't. I don't know. They didn't like what they saw from him effort-wise uh, pre-draft. And then he gave tons of effort into Sudbury, and he did great. So whatever. Um, we'll see what happens. Hopefully uh, Mr. Sokolov can at least get to the AIHL and uh, go and kick some butt there, and we'll see what happens. Maybe get called up. I talked about the uh, contracts. I added that. There were no comments, but I posted them. Ultimately, Mr. Niederreiter's is five years, 26.25. That is 5.25 per year. And then the three-year contract for Mikhail, Mikhail Granlund, or Granland, right? <laughs> Three years, $17.25 million for Mikhail Granlund, who ultimately will be on that wonderful second line, which has not been broke up. At least we'll see what happens as things start, but uh, Koivu, Granlund, and Zucker, love to see that line go out there and kick some major ass once again. I would not be surprised to see Mr. Ryder on the first line this year with Eric Stahl and Zach Parisi, but that's all again yet to be seen, because, I don't know, it's all interchangeable at times. Uh, Parisi might not be on that top line, he might be on the third line, so what am I talking about? Maybe you see Coil up on the top line at right wing, but then again, I guess we won't. (laughs) It's all going to be very interesting to see who goes where, but uh, we'll just have to let that develop as is so, gonna wrap things up I gave you all the show descriptions and all that gonna give you the call in line, it is 209-736-7877 209-736-7877 it is a voicemail, do treat it as such, mention you're calling into to brave the wild give your statement, shout out, comment, question opine, it would be wonderful if, uh, again, that is if you can just call from the cell phone and it's no problem, like if you're in the United States or North America or whatever but then there's of course the Facebook page uh, Facebook Messenger, you can use that. There's the call now button, which goes to the same line, but it's through Facebook Messenger, so you could be from anywhere. You could be in France, you could be in uh, the Czech Republic, right? Wink, wink to you guys over there, MNW players. You could be from Russia to talk about Kirill Kaprizov. Kirill Kaprizov needs to be on the wild. No, he is staying here. You are not going to get him. Okay, sorry. Now I'm dead. <laughs> no. <laughs> But yes, you could call from anywhere in the world on Facebook Messenger as long as you're on Wi Fi of some form or even cell phone, depending. I don't know if you want to use the cell phone line to eat up your data, but ah, depends. Depends on what you have, <laughs> you know. And then there's the uh, audio submission route, which has been used in the past. It is simply by using the free sound recorder on the, the free sound recording app on your smart device. It could be a, a cell phone. It could be Samsung, it could be iPhone, it could be anything. It could be an iPad, it could be a Samsung Tab, whatever it is, there are free audio (laughs) applications. That's the point. Just record something for a minute to five minutes, whatever it is, and email it to paladino.live at Yahoo.com. Paladino.live at Yahoo.com. Again, that email will be in the show description for you to copy, paste. And send that son of a gun as long as you attach the file to it. And there you go. So, again, thank you very much. Hopefully, well, yeah, I would love to see Matt Collin again. And if not, hopefully the right people make the roster and they emerge. You know, let's let's hope for will Ericsson to continue to become that star player. I, I hope so. I, I hope he can become a valuable guy. Luke Conant, I mean, you got the wave coming in. They're starting to come in. They're trying to, maybe the shock of the century to make it a circle off goes through the OHL to the NHL. Wouldn't that be something? I wouldn't be against it. That's for damn sure. We'll just have to let that happen if it does, though. He will be in the camp, though, and I can't wait. going to be awesome in training camp, of course. We'll be trying to keep up with things, and of course, if there is a significant signing or significant move, we'll be back on the air as soon as possible. Other than that, if not, if things are really, 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 really quiet, we'll be back in September to talk about training camp and uh, how things are going. So take care, stay warm if it's hot, stay cool if it's not, (laughs) or stay, stay, stay warm if it's cold somewhere, and stay cold, stay cool if it's too hot. So take care, everybody. We'll talk to you very soon, hopefully.